can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Join the Council for the Model Aquatic Health Code, aka CMAC. CMAC is a member-driven organization that keeps the Model Aquatic Health Code sustainable, current, and complete. Your expertise is needed. Learn more at CMAC.org. That's C-M-A-H-C.org. Welcome back, yo bad motherfathers, to the 00000 second half of this episode on Office Software with the J Jazzy Lens and Machoon Gun Clancy. So essentially, as soon as the guys are done with that job, these pictures all get sent back to the office and our office staff can see them immediately. Mm-hmm. So if an hour later a customer calls or texts us with a concern, we can pull up the pictures, we can see the notes, we can see the materials that were used and get a very clear idea of what happened there without having to bother the technician in the field and draw them away from what they're supposed to be doing, which is work to make money. You know, right. It just is a, a better thing. And then, of course, the like I said, the next technicians out have access to that stuff to be able to refer back to it. And, um, you know, it, it makes it all easier. But the, the Evasys does do job costing for construction. It does have a, accounting built into it, so we're not using QuickBooks or something external, so that's kind of nice. Um, it has a point of sale and purchasing and inventory and all this stuff that helps us. You know, Each one of our trucks in our fleet is a separate location in the warehousing system. So as every technician leaves, every morning and they have product moved into their truck, it gets transferred out of our main location into their truck location. Yeah. So any given time I can pull up and see what a truck has on it. If a guy is in you know one part of the area that we service and doesn't have a particular part that they need, we can scan the other trucks in the area real quickly and go, oh, hey, you know what? Mike's got that. Why don't you get a hold of him? He's about 10 minutes away and meet up with him and get it from him so that you don't have to drive 45 minutes back and, and waste a lot of time. Um, so, you know, that it's, it's very, very helpful to have some sort of a system that allows you to have those kind of components to make you as efficient as you can be, and especially in the Chicago market. You know, we, we realistically have a season that starts April 1st and ends November 1st. So, yeah. you know, we've, we've got, seven months out of the year to try to make a year's worth of business happen. And, you know, especially after the, you know, just coming out of the month of May, we want to make sure that we're, we're as efficient as we can be and capitalizing on every opportunity. Right. And passing these details from one another, knowing what's on trucks, knowing what's in the warehouse, knowing what conversations are had, it just makes you much more efficient when you're dealing with multiple hands in the pot. 
So um, I think we use Podium, like I said, for our texting. It's also, uh, we started this year using Podium for text marketing. Um, and we've, we've found some great results from that uh, through the last, we've been using it a couple of months now. And that's been a, a huge benefit to us. And with that text marketing, it gives, uh, you know, we have a, again, the whole team has access to what's going on with that so they can see it. Um, we started sending surveys. So every pool that we're servicing, the next day, uh, paperwork is done, invoices are sent out, and they're followed by a text to the homeowner asking, how do we do? Yeah. Uh, scale one to five, quick little thing. And, you know, certainly we, we want to see all fives, but where we, and, and as of right now, we're at about a 97% rate of fives. Oh, wow. Out of, out of, and we started this uh, opening season, let's say, say we've been doing it a couple of months, maybe. So 97% are fives. We've got uh, 2% are fours and 1% are between threes and and twos and a couple of ones um, oh no yeah well you know you're not nobody's perfect and no and with that too you inevitably have some people that you just cannot make happy no matter what no you know mm-hmm. we've had we had a couple of people that gave us a one why they give us a one because we're too expensive <laughs> and and i love those because we, we're very upfront about pricing we make people sign contracts usually months in advance we spell out what we're going to do and when they send a one and we ask them all, you know, of course, we're we're trying to do better than that. What what did we not do well for you? Oh, everything yeah. was great. The people that came out were fantastic. Pool looks wonderful. They did a great job opening it, blah, blah, blah. But you're too expensive. <laughs> hey, and, I got that uh, recently at a war- warranty. Well, it was I was called out for a warranty call I for a heat pump that was supposedly not turning on. Went out to the heat pump, turned it on. It worked. Yeah. Checked every. I checked everything electrical wise just to double check. Couldn't recreate what was happening. Told the guy, and he's like, "Well, that just doesn't make sense." I'm like, "Yeah, all I did was turn it on." So uh, unfortunately, this is not covered by warranty. So there will be a service call. He's like, "Okay, well, just email me the the invoice." I'm like, "Okay." Email him for my service call, which um, I'm thinking I need a raise again. Sure. It was 135, and he sends me an email saying that that is a ridiculous amount of money for yeah. a ser- for a 10 minute service call that didn't even tell him what the problem was with the unit, and that he's never paid that much for a service call. And what else? That most pe- most companies would waive the 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 service call fee because it was a warranty and that he would like me to consider reducing the fee sure <clears throat> well that's where your daily interest rate gets applied <laughs> so, so then paid. he i didn't respond just yet because i didn't want to say what i wanted to say and um he call, he sends me a video which I couldn't really see what was going on, but he said that it wasn't turning on again. Yeah. I go out there today, and guess what? It turned on. Yeah. 
So I, what I did was I had him come out and show me what he was doing. He was not turning it on. He thought the Hayward heat pumps, you push the menu button once and it will go to on or off. It'll say one of those two. And then you have to push the positive or the negative to switch it to where you want it. He was just pushing the menu button once and then we push the menu button again and it would say pool. Well, he thought that minute was on, mm. but it wasn't. Sure. So error. guess what? Now he has two service call fees and he'll only pay the one. Yeah, sure. Sure. Well, here's here's something that just happened last week. On Thursday, we got a phone call from a woman. We opened her pool back in April. Okay. Okay. Well over a month before. And on Thursday, she calls, my heater doesn't work. So obviously, when you open my pool, you didn't check it. Well, I just told you we have pictures and everything else that we do, right? So we have pictures showing this heater working for when we open the pool. That doesn't matter. It's not good enough. That Obviously, that picture doesn't, you know, that's wrong and it doesn't work and it's your fault. So we said, well, we can set up a service call. Um, my service office manager actually made arrangements. Now, this is Thursday before Memorial Day weekend. Okay. The the town that she lives in is every bit of 45 minutes from our office one way. Okay. She makes arrangements for one of our senior techs to go out to her house to check her heater. Tells her it's they came to agreement that she understood it was going to be chargeable because we had proof with pictures that the heater was on blah blah blah. Okay, fine. So she confirms through the podium text messaging that this is what's going to happen and what the fees are and everything else. Okay, great. Our service tech, when he's in route, texts and says, I'm on, I'm in route. I'm about 30 minutes away from the call he was at to, to her house. Oh, okay, great. I'll be there when you get there. Can't wait. He goes there. And when he gets to the house, she said, oh, my husband's friend is an electrician, and he came over the other day and got the heater working. Okay. You kind of said that when somebody called and said right. they're on their way at least. But since he's an electrician and not a pool heater guy, we wanted you to make sure everything was okay. So he opened the <laughs> heater up, and, he, and you know the heater's working. It's, it's running while he's there. It's heating. But he opened the heater up. He did find that there was actually a bee's nest inside the thing, right? Okay. So now our our pool technician becomes exterminator. Yeah. And he removes the bee nest and takes care of all that and inspects, you know, does all the tests you can do, chest gas pressure, voltage, uh, everything else. The heater's functioning perfectly fine. Okay, thanks very much. The guy closes the heater up and and off he goes. And we process the paperwork the next morning and mail her. Now we have credit cards on file. Everything is paid for immediately. Okay. Yeah. So the next morning she gets emailed uh, an, a receipt basically for a hundred and fifty dollar service call. Okay. For our technician to drive, basically, you know, say forty five minutes there, forty five minutes back, spent. Uh, didn't even, 40, you didn't even charge her the emergency call fee no, within the no, days like you normally have. We did have. not. We did not. And the, uh, uh, you know, it, in all, we probably had two and a half to maybe three hours invested in this call. 
and 45 minutes of travel each way. So you got the truck, the fuel, the, all that kind of stuff for 150 bucks. We should not have wasted our time going there. No. Except that she told us her heater wasn't working and needs service and we want to try to take care of people. So uh, was it this morning, yesterday morning, yesterday morning, Tuesday morning, first thing in the morning, she's in our store wanting to talk to the service office manager to complain that she was charged $150 for this guy to come out when there was nothing wrong with her heater. <laughs> oh, my God. That one tops mine because mine. Are you kidding it's it's absolutely insane. But with that, so okay, you know what we do? We tell her, you know what? Because we're we're always going to take the high road. Tell you what, we're going to give you a hundred fifty dollar credit on your account that you can use towards your pool closing this fall. Okay. And that'll offset that hundred fifty dollars that we just charge you for it. So you know we're we're kind of that wasn't the high good road. enough. No, she was she was okay with that, but. She gave you the number one. uh, Those no, she was fine. She truly was. But those those notes that we put in the system that everyone has access to, it's now noted, Mm -hmm. right? So the next time this woman pulls this crap, three hundred dollars. It's it's going to cost her, or we're just simply going to put her in queue, which is right now three to four weeks out, like everybody else. Right. Yeah. You know, we we tried to do her a favor to make sure she could have, of course, her party this past weekend, being the holiday. You know, everyone had a party, um, and and make sure that she was taken care of to to the to the detriment of probably two to three other customers because of the time invested in travel yeah. and everything else. Oh For well, her that to guy just complain. that couldn't turn his heat pump on. He texts me Thursday. It, that it wasn't working. And I'm like, okay, I'll try and show up tomorrow. I can't make any guarantees, though, but I'll I'll try to come by. Yeah. I text him. Won't be able to come by today. I can come on Wednesday. Okay, see you then. But I'm extremely disappointed because this is going to ruin my birthday weekend. Mm. Guy, you weren't going to heat your pool in time for your birthday weekend in the first place with a heat pump. <laughs> no, right. Yep. Kelly and Dan will be right back after these messages. Have you heard there is a group of pool service professionals nationwide that are here to help grow and protect your business? The Independent Pool and Spa Service Association, known as IPSA, is here to help you. By joining the largest trade organization created by and for pool and spa service techs, you gain access to industry networking opportunities, exclusive educational offerings, IPSA's Tech for Tech route coverage, and more. So be independent, supported, and part of a professional community. Go to IPSSA.com to learn how to be a member of IPSA today. Well, so another thing I just thought of that we use is uh, we use Adobe's uh, electronic signature service. So I use SignNow for all my service agreements and contracts. So all of our stuff is sent out through that and, you know, people sign it through that. And that is another uh, database, if you will, that all of our employees have access to. So anyone can search to see if an agreement was sent. Um, with Adobe, you can see if the agreement was viewed by the recipient. Yep, same so, with mine. You know, we, 
we have deadlines, especially in openings, because our schedule is so tight and so busy. Um, this year, we made the deadline for people to guarantee their opening date. It was March 15th. They had to get it okay. signed and, and back to us. And I, you would not believe how many people, you know, three days before their scheduled date, they had never signed anything. And they, they call up yelling and screaming, they never got it. But any employee can go into Adobe, pull that agreement up and see dates and times and IP addresses that this contract was viewed. And oh, in yeah. each instance where someone said they never got it, they were they at least two, if not three or four times looked at it and then never, never signed it to complete it. And oh, I later have a startup that, that I'm currently, I have a startup that I'm currently do. I send an agreement to every single one. And if you are not the paying person, so say if a builder or a plaster company is going to be the one paying me, then I send them just a recommendation sheet and a procedure sheet that they sign. So they can't say, oh, I didn't know. Well, I have this one startup that was a referral and I sent her the invoice for the deposit because I charge a deposit before I start now. And then I send the contract at the exact same time. She paid the co- she paid the invoice, but she never signed the contract. She never opened it. And then she texts me, you're supposed to be here every single day. And we have things that aren't working and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, ma'am, if you would have opened your email then you would see this is what my procedure is. Uh-huh. Uh, she didn't te- ever te- she didn't text me again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know there again there are probably I I don't even know in terms of business software there are probably a gazillion a, things uh, you can choose from. Yeah, and even industry specific stuff. Yep. You know, whether it's the the skimmer app or or others similar to that that are designed around routes and uh you know to, to full blown business software like RB control or Evasys or some I of the wish others there that are was there. A, a program that was geared towards repairs. In what like way? Like I've just like like I've used skimmer. And I do like Skimmer, and I've adapted it to my business format. But yeah. it, like you said, it's more geared towards routes instead of me going to someone's house, and I may not go to their house for years on end. Mm-hmm. So you have to. So it just it makes it a little bit more challenging. Yeah, and and that's you know I guess that's like the Where the the software manufacturers, it's either something like Skimmer or something full blown. Yep. And and it would be kind of nice for someone to have a software that was modular in a way that okay, if you want the route kind of thing here, you know, you yep. pick up this module. You want to be able to do invoicing from it. If you want to add inventory, that's another module. Mm-hmm. If you want to add uh, accounting, that's another module. And, you know, if, if you don't want to build route, it as you need it. Yeah. If you don't want to do the route thing, well, we've got a service and repair module that fits with it. And, you know, just all the a, a point of sale for the retail store, um, you know, all of the, it, it just pieces of the puzzle and you pay for what you need. Don't pay for what you need, what you don't need. And as a company grows, then you can pay to add those other modules in, too. Um the the Lou version of Evasys is sort of set up that way to an extent, but not really. 
I, I, you know, I think it does that with retail pretty mm-hmm. well in compartmentalizing the retail aspect of the industry. Um, but once you get out of that, then I think you're moving into a more of a full blown thing. Um, I don't need something for me personally, as a single person repair person, I don't need, I don't need something full bore expense and expensive. I need something that's minimal. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if minimal is the right word, but reduced and priced according to how I not how I feel, but what I'm using. Cause I don't want to get a full bore program and not yeah. use 80% of it and pay right. whatever that full price is. Right. And then you also have the aspect of, you know, you, you're out doing the work. So ideally it needs to be something that's easy enough for you to do in a handful of minutes per job to get everything completed mm-hmm. to where you're not going to go out and work 10 hours a day and then go home and work two and a half more hours doing the mm-hmm. back office stuff, right? It needs to be very easy for you to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. And, uh, you know, who know, maybe we should, why don't we just stop doing this podcast crap and go into building software? <laughs> uh, that's we, not my cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what you wanted to do, though. I that's could be really a consultant the, and tell you what I need. Well, and <laughs> that's, that's, but that's it. really what it is. You know, the, even with that, the software companies that are doing this, they're not building the software themselves. You know, nice. the software is is built by people in other parts of the world. Um, you know, they have the ideas. They know what it takes to get it done. And they know where to source it to get it done economically to keep their costs down to be able to make it palatable to those of us that use it. But they're, you know, it's it's not like it was uh 25 years ago where where it was some guy crunching code in his basement and selling it as the product it's it's not done that way not that there aren't people that are deeply involved in it but a lot of the programming and the code writing and stuff is sourced out you know overseas or or whatever um so you know we could do it come on you and me (laughs) Um, I've learned I have enough on my plate to add more, you know. All right. Uh, hey, Chris, you listening? Call me. <laughs> but anyway, well, I guess, you know, to, to the point of, of the question that came in from uh, from actually Chris uh, today that Rudy picked up on. Um, I don't know if that's helpful or not, but that's. You know, some of the things that are out there that that make it helpful. And and again, I, I, Chris had mentioned a couple of systems that they're familiar with or use like Square Database and, uh, you know, Basecamp and Google Drive and things. And and, and I, I have yet to see anything that's a perfect mousetrap for us. And, uh, you or know, it's a unique can, industry that it's hard for us to have. Something it is perfect. It is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've got good, good friends of mine up in Wisconsin that are have been working for oh probably a year with a software developer trying to build the best mousetrap specific to their business and and are in, you know, spent a lot of money and it's still really not what they had hoped and they're still working on it and stuff. Um, and one thing when it comes to these these programs that we're using to manage things. 
you really have to do your research and figure out which one's going to work best for you because there's a lot of work that goes into the setup yeah. of that for your business. You don't yeah. want to be like, oh, I'll just try this one out for a month. Well, if you do right. that, you're going to waste all that time you did setting up the system yeah. for you. Yeah. When we when we migrated to Evisys in the winter of 2014-15 from, from what we were using, um, I want to say we started the process the 1st of November. And we were live with Evisys the first of first part of February. Yeah, see, so, so it, you, it, it takes months, time. months, and it was months of Evisys staff doing what they had to do, and our staff doing what we had to do. It's not like you're just sitting there waiting for them to get it done. Like you're you're actively engaged in in what's happening and getting it set up and learning it and all the rest of it. And it's also one of those things that once you get to that point, it becomes something that you, you are married to because you aren't going to be willing to go through it again real quick, you know? Right. So it's important to look at all the various things that are out there and find, uh, you know, an organization that you, you feel is a good fit for yours. Just like we have customers that are good fit with us and others that aren't. Right. Um, that that you're comfortable with it and and that you feel is going to grow and help you grow your business and all that kind of stuff and uh, there there are a lot of good things out there a lot of good companies that are doing stuff I know there are ones that these two RB and Evisys just because they're so on top of my mind but I know there are many others out there and I apologize that I'm not saying all of them that exist but uh, there are a lot of good ones that are industry specific which is kind of helpful a lot of them interact with different vendors too. So mm -hmm. with Evisys, we can place orders direct to Pool Corp and we get their pricing, our matrix downloaded right into our computer. Oh, that's we're, nice. We're a CareCraft uh, buying group member and it integrates with CareCraft. So we have the same kind of interactions going on there automated within the system. So you're not, you know, doing things two and three times to to get to the final result. Credit card processing is built into it. It stores credit cards in a secure way. So once we put it in, we can't see it, but we can always refer back to it and charge to it. Um, all these different really helpful things. Uh, and and I, I'm sure that you know, in the next year or two, as these systems evolve even more, and I'll be real interested to see how AI uh, technology changes our business softwares and, and other things we do. Well, and it's I just amazing what has evolved in the short amount of time we've had these operating systems. Yeah. You know, uh, the Podium software also integrates with reviews, so we can very easily in a text ask a customer to give us a review through Google, Facebook, Yelp, whatever platforms that your your business may be on. And of course, whenever you get a review, be it good or bad, um, everyone says you should respond to that review. So even if someone yeah. gives you five stars and says, oh, my God, Kelly was great. You should go on to Google and say, thanks so much, Sue. It was a pleasure you know, working with you. I can't you know, tell you how nice it was. And you got a beautiful pool and whatever. Well, trying to write responses to those things can become a little mundane. Yeah. And, and you try to make them different, but they're, you know. Well, Podium, with its interface, has an AI they just came out with to help you write the review responses. Oh, that's so nice. It literally shows a review, 
and you hit a button and it gives you a, a, a response that you can then edit, completely change, whatever, or just hit respond and it'll put it out there. And it's amazing how good this AI does these responses. It, it just, I, I was floored. I'm like, Terminator is not too far in our future. Sky, <laughs> Skynet and everything else, watch out. But that'll be after I'm long gone. So I'm going to, I'm going to roll with it for now. And if AI starts doing my accounting for me, all right, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think we covered that topic pretty well for today. Um, Please like us, view us, share us. Let us know if you have any more questions. Uh, Thank you to IPSA and CMAC for being sponsors of our podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, And, yeah, until next time. Stay safe, everyone. Bye. just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 